Today we got an action-packed show for you, NBA, NHL, playoffs getting going the past couple of weeks, but we weren't, weren't able to record last week. And as well, we have some little drama in the tennis world surrounding Naomi Osaka, so we'll be sure to get into that. But first off, Cole, once again, we have our school sports, a lot of news going on, a lot of success between our spring sports teams. What do we got? Yeah, I'm like the Woj of Syosset School of Sports now. It's uh, my job to report on it. So I guess we'll start with the Syosset boys baseball team, the hottest team in town right now after a 6-2 win over the Massapequa Chiefs yesterday. The boys were absolutely over the moon after that win. You know, it's always nice to go and beat Massapequa, especially on the road, and it's even sweeter when both teams are playing at the highest level. So the Braves advanced to 11-2 after last night's win. And their next game is tomorrow, home against Massapequa at, I believe, 11 o'clock. And then they close out the season with a two-game series against Farmingdale on the 7th and 8th. And that will bring them into the postseason. So huge, huge and last stretch of games for this Braves team. Right before we move on, you know, everyone here knows the in- insane rivalry between Syosin and Massapequa. And in most sports, it's competitive, it's balanced for majority of the past few years. But for baseball, that hasn't been the case the past few years. It's been domination by Massapequa, who is arguably, the they are the top team in Nassau County, but they might be arguably one of the best teams in the state. So they've been dominant in baseball the past 20-plus years. So for Syosa to have a performance like they did yesterday, get the win, is impressive remarkable shows the quality of this team and of course jacob lee the star of this team with a two-run home run yesterday and once again another junior stepping up to a big role this year alex larson dominating five innings on the mound settled in after the first inning got in a good groove and he pitched his best in big time in a big time game so we got more to come for baseball and Cole, what else we got? Yeah, no, uh, from also other uh, reports and stories I heard from the game, relief pitcher Mike Camardi came in, pitched another gem. Indeed, he's been very underrated this season. Not much expectation from him earlier this year, if I'm being honest. He was brought in low-leverage situations, you know, just throw him out there, see what we got. And all of a sudden, he's pitched four innings against Plainview in a tight game, scoreless, and then against Pasapequa, two scoreless, so great for him a reliable back-end bullpen pitcher that the Braves have found. Yeah, you know, that's the beauty of uh, varsity sports, me here. We saw it with soccer this year. Guys come in, they get their opportunity, they step up, and they carve themselves out of their role. And, you know, you don't always have to be the star of the, the team sometimes to carve out your role, and that's exactly what Mike Camardi does. A quiet role player coming in, doing a fantastic job for this Braves team right now, so they got to be happy with his performances. And it's just great to see Syosset you know, back on the baseball map. Um, moving on, or staying on the on the ball field, but on the girls' side for their female counterparts, the Braves sit at 11-4 right now, 10-4 in the conference. And I actually got a chance during the fire drill today. So we, we had uh, <laughs> our radio internship class today during the, or I don't know if it was a fire drill or whatever it was. It was... It was some kind of break. Sammy wouldn't know because you were, you were at home. Oh, and blow, blow. <laughs> I didn't have keep... to do anything during the time. <laughs> that is true. Sammy, don't have to do anything at home, but cool. Classic. So I had the chance to actually meet the girls' softball coach who I've never spoken to before. I had a great conversation with him, and he was talking about how 
Julia Rennie, who we keep talking about in this show week after week, their their slugger of this Braves team, mm-hmm. is not getting enough recognition. I said, Coach, we talk about her every single week on our Friday show. How come you're not listening? So I guess another shout-out to Julia. She's doing an amazing job. I believe she has nine home runs in the season. That's She's killing remarkable. It. Um, coaches tell me they played a pitcher the other day who's 10-0 in the season, and Rennie comes in and hits two, has hit three home runs off of her in two games, which is unbelievable. So... Now, this Braves team, I'm looking at the runs that they've put up in these games. I mean, these are video game numbers. They've put up over 20 runs twice. They're in double digits more games than not throughout the season. They've only had one, two, three, four, four games this season without scoring double-digit runs, which is unbelievable. And, you know, the coach was saying that this team had a huge disparity of players that really knew how to play and, and other players that were kind of just there for the team. And... It's nice to see the program flipping a switch for, for the girls' softball team. And he said it's a very junior-heavy squad. And I told him, I said, look, the, our junior class, class of 2022, very balanced across every single sport. We all really, around the board. All around the board. And it's not just a bunch of star players. It's every sport has a just a great core of players and a, just a ton of returners. You look at basketball, all the juniors that they're going to bring back next year, and that had to play a huge role Soccer, we obviously know 19 kids returning to the team. Looks like baseball and softball returning a ton. Lacrosse, they have a really nice golden group of boys and girls, especially on the girls' side because it's a, it's a very junior-heavy team. You know, all across the board, it just looks great for our junior class next year. Sammy, your class is going to have to step up, man, If especially if we lead the way. You can't let us down the year after when we leave. I mean, hopefully, you never know. I think they should name Sherry head coach of every team senior year. No, right. Sammy will do the Sammy will do the broadcast for every team. No, and he then, should coach every so team. So Sammy, state championships all around. Sammy, you will make up for not participating in our school sports discussions this year for being just the outsider <laughs> by doing all the school sports coverage your senior year. Wow. Possibly, possibly. Next year though, but quite the burden you're putting on him. Oh no, it's just the high expectations. You know, Sammy, you're the superstar in this school. You're going to be like BMOC next year, big man on campus. Everyone's going to be excited to see you again. And yeah, well, uh, you got to live you, up to Cole. the expectations. And by the way, I can't believe it took me this long. But Sammy Cole, you can't see it right now. The background on the Google Meet, I absolutely love it. The the water, the building, it's truly class. I love it. He but, usually has his uh his skyline. Is it not? No, the, it's, is it not it's, the skyline today. It's a different look today. I'll be trying to snap a picture today. No. On I'll a different sure uh, switching different it up, computer. Sammy. He's on those tropical yeah. summer vibes, just like he talked about to start the show. Listen, exactly, you know, exactly. We, next Great year time we got for a, some baseball. Of course, Sammy. Next year we got a lot we're of work here, to do. We we're going to have a good time at the Yankee game two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yes. Tell us about that quickly. Honestly, it was a phenomenal game. I had a chance to be interviewed on the news, too. So that was, that was quite the experience. But it was little did I know. I show up at the game, and it was the first um, – game Yankees game or I guess New York sports game where they had fully vaccinated sections that was like the first day that became a thing and I ended up sitting in one of those sections I didn't even know I had tickets in that section so then someone interviewed me asked me like oh are you nervous this and that and I was just kind of like no I'm just here to watch some baseball you know watch the Yankees and of course Sam if you remember that's the night where they turned a triple play in the top of the ninth the Yankees and the bottom of the ninth Glaber Torres walks it off so that was probably the best game I've ever been to but and that it makes it even more special because Glaber was playing so poorly up to that point, and since still he's really is turned it around. Well, sorta. I think he's turned it around. He he yeah. He got on a hot streak since. after that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. 
We'll touch on that later, actually. But- here, I actually have some news regarding COVID-19 vaccinations, which just broke uh, 12 minutes before our show started. From, Let's hear it. Let's from hear it. Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. Sammy, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a pretty significant reporter. In the, I am in the familiar, Twitter, yes. In the Twitterverse. Let's hear it. So he just put I'm this out regarding the NFL. And I guess we can talk about this in a second, uh, or maybe later in the show we'll tease it. But assistant coaches from at least four NFL teams are refusing to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, boy. And they're set to lose Tier 1 status, banning them from the field, meeting rooms, and direct <laughs> interactions with oh, players. My. If they don't get a first shot by the end of next week, per sources. The NFL allows unvaccinated individuals to keep Tier 1 or 2 status if they provide a valid medical or religious reason, which is very fair, mm-hmm. but has advised teams to consider restricting their access. For many coaches, there are two choices as of now. Get vaccinated or spend the season in your office. Wow. that's I, I like that. I really it's do. A it's, it's After you hear. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sam. But it, it's a little... It, for some people that are, you know, maybe against the vaccine or this and that, it's it could seem harsh, but the league is trying as a whole to get back to full normalcy prior to the pandemic. And that involves shipping in from everybody. So that requires getting a shot. And for these assistant coaches who get paid decent money to do what they do, to be on the sideline and be with their teams and set a standard for the world in general of getting back to normal, I think you do it. And even if it's if they're stubborn about it, get the J&J vaccine. It's one shot. If you really don't care enough or you don't think it's even worth it, Sammy? Well, a few things. First, that that you brought up money. The first thing that came to my mind is if they sit out and decide to not get it, will they be paid? It's just it gonna be like a suspension. You said I could see individual sitting. teams I could see individual teams potentially fining coaches if they, they should. Don't do Absolutely. It's, it's, and again, it's we said this time and time again. Possible. This isn't a political debate by any means. This is a debate about science and just common sense. And, you know, there's really nothing to doubt about these vaccines. Especially them. And we've seen the success rates of them. I'm comfortable talking about it on this show because there shouldn't be that much controversy behind it. And especially Johnson and Johnson doesn't work here. Uh, The Yankees. Yes, we all know what happened there. But, uh, hey, to be recorded down as a vaccinated person, if these coaches are really, you know, that stubborn to avoid the vaccination and cause all this unnecessary drama for their teams. Because let's say it's a big team. Let's say the Buccaneers, I'm assistant coach, doesn't get vaccinated. And all of a sudden there's a huge storyline besides the fact that they're a contending football team that, oh, they can't have coaches on the side. Like, Like, it's going to be such a distraction on the seat during the season. And I bet you it's, it's going to happen. There's going to be those coaches that are so stubborn to the point where they don't even consider the rest of the team. It's just about their own personal belief. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. It's it is very selfish. selfish. It's very selfish. And I do, I, I, as I said, I could see teams finding those teams that want to have full capacity fans and back to normal life and have fun and get the fans going again, whatever it is. I could see them finding coaches be like, we want everything back to normal. So either hop along or you're gone. Yeah, it's it's absolutely selfish me here. But um Sammy's got something real quick. Sammy, shoot. Normal if if things go back to normal though, you gotta remember the owners and the teams, there's a bag of cash right there. So them not getting back to normal is preventing the owners from grabbing on that 
bag of cash. So Absolutely, you're right. Sam. I think they're going to start finding people and, you know, trying to do as much as they can to get back to normal. I hope there's some assertive actions taken by teams. We'll see as the season approaches, still a couple months away, but that's definitely a storyline to follow. Yeah, and I guess to pick up, uh, pick up where we left off, uh, we still got two more teams to go over in the school sports segment before we head into our weather break. Uh, the Syosset girls lacrosse team, we thought at first they were going to make a bit of a turnaround after a shaky start. They did a bit. They put together three wins in a row. And then they backed it up with three losses in a row. Oof. As the girls sit at five and six right now, I'd have to assume, I can't confirm, but I have to assume that they're on the playoff bubble right now. Be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, it doesn't, on Newsday, have their upcoming games, which is weird because the other sports do, boys and girls. So um, we'll see what happens with this girls lacrosse team. would be a shame if they didn't make the playoffs. And- but again, junior heavy team, not a huge senior presence. So not the end of the world that they don't make it, but of course, you know, uh, Syosset Girls program playing in the highest lacrosse league arguably in, in the country with this Long Island lacrosse division because I think how it's working for them is they actually tier the divisions based on the talent of some of these teams, you know, or the or the status of the program rather than what a lot of other um, sports do where they based off of school size. I think in the the girls revamped their system this year where they have it based on just the the status of some of these teams. So Syosset has themselves in a really high division. So, you know, the competition is extremely good. I see some huge teams on here. Garden City, Wontaw, Manhattan, Massapequa, Cold Spring Harbor, Southside, Farmingdale, North Shore. You know, these are big-name schools. These aren't nobodies. Oh, Sammy. Sammy. Please excuse the pills at Syosset High School. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it would, again, it would be a shame if they weren't make the playoffs, but this was a wake-up call for these Braves this year if they aren't to make the playoffs that it's no more easy sledding throughout the regular season. They got to go all in in this kind of division. And I, I, I can assume, and I've talked to a couple of the girls on the team about it, it's like they had had these high expectations coming into the season, but realistically... It's as if they aren't too disappointed at where they're at. From what I've heard, the competition they've played is supposedly, like a team like Manhasset, it's supposedly like top five in the nation for girls high school lacrosse. So, and it kind of, it sucks in my opinion, because these girls had high expectations heading into the season. They had a bunch of mid-major commits, uh, Yale commit and Megan Kitagawa. They're a strong team, and as you said, junior presence, a lot of the juniors are the, the bulk, the soul of that team. And I'm sure they're frustrated. I haven't been able to put together a season of success to this point as they would like because they're very inconsistent right now. But once again, you talk about it, and just like with soccer, Cole, they can get hot. This is a team that can get hot at any part of the season, and especially if they find a way to sneak into the playoffs or end up as a lower seed in the playoffs and they get hot at the right time, there's no stopping at what a team can do. So those expectations, those worries can all be drowned away by a hot run to end the season which I'm sure they'll definitely be looking to do. And Coach Lamonico is a great coach. She has the talent around her to be able to lead this team. Yeah, and you bring up, you obviously brought up before the amount of uh, Division One commits across this Braves team. But as I'm thinking about, it, I'm like you know, it's really impressive the amount that they have, and you know, a lot of them come from the junior class that's coming in to lead the way next year. But again, you think about the division that they're going against, yep, and we exactly. talked about earlier how it's one of the best conferences in the entire country. 
those teams can go head to head, if not better, in terms of you know D one commits. You look at other sports in Sayas, and you're lucky to sometimes have one, maybe one, and potentially a, a few college level players on your team. And this lacrosse team is going to be filled with them. They could have a full starting lineup next year of uh, of D one commits. But these other schools can match them hand to hand with this. Exactly. So interesting to see what happens there. But I think it's a good thing for the girls to be playing against that top competition. And for the boys team, looking good right now. They're at eight and two. They were eight and one heading into their game against Farmingdale in the first, but they lost six five in a really low scoring game. I actually talked to the boys uh, two nights ago. Was it two nights ago already? Or was yes, it, last it, night? it was. It was two nights. Oh. I can't even remember. This is ridiculous. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Two nights yeah, ago. Yeah, two two nights ago I spoke to the Do you hear the noise? Well Yeah. <laughs> I, I spoke to the, the boys lacrosse captains. I did an interview for the, the school sports desk. And they spoke about how they just need to get their chemistry down. Similar to the girls, there's so much individual talent across the board on that team. It sounds like a dog is barking. But it's uh something <laughs> squeaking. Um the <laughs> I can't even get my let's just blame it on Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy, calm down over there, man. Um, this boy team has so I much talent across. So it must be on your your end. Yeah, yes. no, it is on our end. It's some, someone squeaking something. This boy team has so much talent, but they got put together. And AJ Alexander, the captain, the Providence commit, was like, "Look, Cole, he's like, we just got to get our chemistry down. We're working towards it, but you know, the clock is running for this team. They got a game tonight against MacArthur. Both teams are eight and two. And I'm hearing from uh, my sources that all of MacArthur is coming down to watch that game. Oh, so that should be a fun it. one. Friday Night Lights, baby. Friday Night Lights for the lacrosse team. And then they play Port Washington, another huge game to end up the season. So a really good test for this Braves team heading into the playoffs. Potentially a wake-up call if their record isn't an indication of how good they are. I believe it is. But if it's not, that's their wake-up call. And then they head into the postseason. You know, the boys are around school. Sammy wouldn't know this. With uh, their blonde <laughs> hair now. I'm little digs. Dude, I saw that. the interview. I'm like, why is everybody blonde? I couldn't figure it out. That's right. They all got the blonde hair heading into the offs, and, you know, it's an important time of the year. And, Cole, you just touched on it real quick. You know, they live up to their record, and personally, I think they are better than what their record is. They could be undefeated very easily, right? We I, saw wouldn't, that. I wouldn't say – well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say very easily. I mean, they've well, lost the – they have the ability. The two be. games that they have lost were by one goal in close games – but it's part of it, you know. It, closing out the game is just as important. I don't like to have maybes and ifs and everything. So, you know, this team yes, has still right. has a lot of work to do, and they got high aspirations. This is a golden class of the seniors right now. And again, we spoke about this multiple times. This is a, a class that didn't got their season stripped last year. You know, they're still building chemistry as the season goes on. But to a point, as the season comes to a close, just like our soccer team, there is no excuse for not having the chemistry. You should already have it by now. You're months into the season. It's it's inexcusable. So, chemistry needs to be fixed for this team, and we'll see what happens. But, Sammy, it's time for a weather report, my man. All right. So, in Syosset, New York, the weather today, 75 and rainy. Tomorrow, a high of 87 and a low of 64. And Sunday, a high of 88 and a low of 71. Sounds like a very nice weekend to me. For the first weekend of June, start opening the pools, and it's going to be a good one. You know what, Sammy? Tomorrow's a beautiful day for me to take my SAT. So tough scene. Tough scene. Spend five hours inside on a beautiful morning where I could be out biking or something. That's but tough. Sammy, tough. you started your prep yet? What are you taking? Are you an ACT guy or an SAT guy? 
Honestly, I don't know. I have not started yet. Gotcha, Sam. Well, did you have any APs this past week? It's testing I did, me. actually. I had one yesterday. How do you think you did? Well, no sooner or later. <laughs> probably not. You're not going to know for... It's probably more towards the later side. Yeah, I think it's like in July or August. Well, you know, yes. if oh, I did right. good, it's not going to affect my life. If I did bad, it's not going to affect my life. That's Hope a great for mentality. The best, Correct. Put your best foot forward and... You gotta move on either way. Life must move on. Sam, you're gonna make me tear up in the middle of this show. I'm gonna man. hang that in my refrigerator later. <laughs> Why? I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get a one? <laughs> or a zero somehow. My life will still go on. It will. You'll wake up the next morning and you'll see the sun. Maybe it'll be raining the next morning. Who knows? Um, yeah. Tough. Speaking of a team that... Uh, I guess I'm, uh, I'll take the segue right here. Sorry. Mihai. No, no, no Cole, no, no, no worries. Can I, can I segue or no? Actually, right before we get into segue, I had a quick little I PSA had break. two perfect segues, but I didn't want to jump in. Oh, Sherry. All right, here. play the PSA, we and then we can, PSA we, can go, we can play a segue game. And we will All be right. back. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack Hanna. Since I was a boy, I've been fascinated with animals, especially their tireless work ethic. Just look at birds who gather supplies to build nests or penguins who travel up to 500 miles to secure food for their families. This work ethic is shared by our best friends, canines who perform life-saving work every day. Dogs comfort returning veterans. They work with diabetics, alerting them when there's a change in their blood chemistry. Working dogs are valuable in many ways. So please join me and American Humane in supporting our heroic working dogs. Go to AmericanHumane.org to learn more. Welcome back to Agree to Disagree. I'm here, Ved, alongside Cole Nevins and Sammy Sherry on WKWZ 88.5 FM. So... Just finishing up some school sports and some little life talk with Sammy. It was it was nice to enjoy. Did a little weather review. But now we get to the big business of the past week. The disappointing end to what was an incredible season from the New York Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go. We are the New York Knicks. Sammy, sing it. We are the New York Knicks, say. I would first one more thing. Come on, like bro. To you got to sing it. Are you Knicks, kidding me? I feel Sammy, like Sammy, 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 Julius Randle did not Sammy, live Sammy, up to his potential. Shut up. Shut up. Dude, he did not live I up to his potential. Sammy, I don't care about the, the announcement. He won one game. I, Sammy, Sammy, <laughs> listen. I just set you up perfectly to finish the Go New York Go song, and you just completely ignored it. Cole, I mean, something needs to change. I mean, I was all hyped <laughs> yeah. up. Oh, my God, dude. You're completely missing the All right, well, here's round. Sammy. Sammy, Sammy we now have compiled the list. The we are starting a list, Sammy. First, he will not jump through a table for the Buffalo Bills. And now he will finish off the Go New York, Go New York yeah, Knicks song. That's your punishment. Now Go you have to sing the Friday Night Knicks song on MSG. That's one part of the list. I won't jump through a table either because the Bills didn't get to the Super Bowl. Was it get to the Super Bowl or win? I don't remember. Definitely get. I think it was. Uh, nah. If the win the Super Bowl next year, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I'll jump through a table. In front of the entire school. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I'll consider it. I'll no, he'll consider it. <laughs> have to have insurance, of course, but I'll consider uh, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Always think, Sammy, but you got to sing the, the whole song there. Won't do it either. We are the New York Knicks. We, we are, are the New, New York, York Knicks. Knicks. Say, go New York, go, go New, New York, York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Say, go New York, go New Come York. Come on, go. you are no fun. Oh, He's in this Venice-type spot in this background on the meat. Enjoying himself, but he can't sing the song. Sammy, when they start in game two, when they won the game, and they, every, all the fans started singing Go New York Go, 
did you not get off your couch and start saying go New York go or you just like sat there I watching? don't think Sammy did that I did not no <laughs> Nicole I, I didn't do that so I did I, are you kidding me I'm sorry the game was hype I was too busy on Twitter ranting about some stuff getting excited about some stuff and then you see all those here's here's what excited me of that next game with the winning game too is seeing those videos of all the people in the city after the game just absolutely I was so jealous it was like a riot for winning so that jealous. one we it want like Brooklyn the, it was like they won the championship Exactly, and to be honest, I don't care. I love it. I love that atmosphere. I, I wish I was there. Yes, celebrate. But not much to celebrate after losing in five to Trey Young is balding in the Atlanta Hawks. I disagree. Uh, okay, yeah, you can celebrate the amazing season. This is season. a season of celebration for the Knicks. I don't care. Unless you're Alfred Payton. Here, they were supposed to win around 20 games this season, and in 72 games, which is 10 less than the usual, they pulled out over 40 wins, and they got a 4 seed in the playoffs, and they won a playoff game. Did they lose 4-1 to a team that's a pretty much a year or two ahead of them in their progression, in their rebuild? Absolutely. And they can that, that's fine. It happens. But it, it was just a little disappointing the way that— Yes, I completely agree with everything you just said. Like, the, the whole progress they made this season under Tibbs, the players, the, the way they gelled together, everyone had their role, and they played it perfectly. But I think what Sammy was ranting about before, as he kept trying to you know, persuade him into singing the Go New York Go song, I heard him talk about Julius Randle a little bit. Randle was disappointing in this series. And it, it was Derek Rose, though, played Derek Rose put the team on his back Shout in games three and four. It was We're ridiculous. We're going to get to that in a minute. Points. I'm going to bring up a point about that when we segue into another Knicks segment, but continue. Well, yeah. how, about, how about we just – can we talk about – we'll talk about Randall first. We've got a lot to talk about. we got to talk about – in this Knicks segment, just to tease it a bit, we're going to talk about Trey Young. We're going to talk about Randall. But let's hit Randall first because I was – look, for as great as the season as it was and the way Randall really contributed to this team and his stardom, the rise of it this year, it was Turned so disappointing. Turned into last year's Randall. Yeah, I'm, he turned into last year's Julius Randle in the biggest games of the season, and I'm sure it's inexperience, nervousness, whatever it was, but it was just it was heartbreaking. Here's to see. a mild take. Mild take, interesting. Okay. I am not angry with everything that happened with Julius Randle, or I should say as angry I'm not as most Knicks. Angry. Are. Listen, I'm let, disappointed. Let me, let me finish. I'm disappointed. We I'm all we learned from this series is that Julius Randle is not a number one option, and we kind of knew that, but we were kind of blinded to that fact because of everything in the regular season. And this opened up the door, and at least in my mind, to say, okay, Julius Randle doesn't need to be the number one option on this team because we can get more pieces around him. And I finally appreciate the fact of why these players build these star duos and trios. <coughs> Dame Lillard. <laughs> But I'm not. I mean, like, look again. That's, that's down the line for this next team. We'll talk about that in a second. Sammy's got to touch on something real quick. I know, but Sammy, give me a second, man. Give him a second, Sammy. This second. again. This is my first experience of a of a playoff series for my own team in in eight years since 2013, and I learned that it's okay to need another star on your team. The Hawks game plan. Julius Randle averaged over 36 points a game against the Hawks during the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's the same Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. He's fine. There's nothing that changed about him. Just the way they played him. They played him. They played him perfectly. And in the playoff atmosphere, I don't think he was nervous and everything. I mean, I guess he was a little nervous and he started to force some shots. I think it hit him a bit mentally. But it is okay to have an extra guy at your side. We've seen superstars in the NBA before struggle in their first playoff series, and then you have guys like Trey Young, who we'll talk about in a second who are just built for the spotlight, and that's okay. And the way that team is built around Trey Young, because they don't necessarily have a 
quote-unquote second star like we're talking about. Like, maybe it's okay to have a second star. Trey Young doesn't have, like, a second star on his level, personally. It's just the the amount of solid guys around Trey Young in Atlanta. And like you said, they're a year or two ahead of the Knicks in that progress. Yeah, they built a great team around Trey Young, but the Knicks have to find that one guy, and maybe it is Julius Randle. Julius Randle, maybe it's not Julius Randle. No, but that he's they build not a number one. He's a. I know, I'm not. That's what I'm de- saying. He's a decent number two, and he's an elite number three. He is far from a number one. Mm-hmm. Cherry. Also, we need to give Nate McMillan some credit. I mean, definitely. I hear Lloyd phenomenal job. Pierce is getting interviewed for other jobs. I'm like, oh. he's just not very good at being an NBA coach. That's his main issue. And mm-hmm. when you look at it, I don't believe he should be hired. And McMillan, he, he did a very good job with this Hawks team, as you touched on it. After Trey Young, there's like some solid guys, but there's nobody really there per se. And uh, they did a really good job. And I want to segue into the topic of Damian Lillard. And uh, oh, there are obviously talks that the Knicks will acquire him. Don't like it as Derrick Rose. I mean, I feel like he's just such a You're great— kidding. Okay, look, I'm taking Dame Lillard over Derek Rose. You're becoming a delusional Knicks fan, Sammy. If you have the opportunity to present yourself to get Dame Lillard on this team, uh, I would give up R.J. Barrett. I would give up. I don't think the Knicks have the package to give up to give to get Lillard unless they trade R.J. Barrett. I would trade R.J. Barrett for Dame Lillard. How about you guys? Not yes. straight up, they're not going to yes. do it. But in not a, straight up, they're going to want more. The Knicks are going to be so depleted to where it probably isn't going to make sense because Damian Lillard. Is he's gonna cost the moon? I mean, it's gonna be somewhere between what Anthony Davis and the Pel- the Pelicans got for and- AD, and somewhere between what Tobias Harris was given to the Clippers uh, from the Clippers. To I'll say the for. a couple things right that. now. I'll say a couple things right now, Sammy. I completely agree with the fact that right now I do not think, besides maybe RJ Barrett. The Knicks have a package to give up for Damian Lillard unless you give up what the Clippers three did for like Paul George. Round. I give up three first-round picks and, and R.J. Barrett if I needed to. Maybe even throw in but Mitchell that Robinson. costs you five Dam- years of your future. No, it doesn't. You're getting Damian Lillard. Three years of first-round picks. Sammy's right there years. because, hey, hey, the we, first thing if Dame gets traded other. to New York, the first thing Dame gets traded to New York that's going to happen is Leon Rose is going to have to sign him to an extension immediately, right? Okay, good. Okay, as, as and should. Sammy, now I'm starting to decide with Cole here a little bit. The Knicks have cap space. Dude, so, yes, you might fine. be sacrificing yes. your future in terms of picks, but if you're trying to compete, you don't need those picks. I was listening, to, Mi- with I was listening to Michael K talk We've about seen this earlier on his show. We've seen it up in the past, so. Listen, and it might listen blow, blow I know, up but you say that right and everyone wants to be patient right now, and I agree, you know, trust the process and everything. And there's, there's, there's two sides of it, of this whole trust the process and patience debate. There's... Trust the process and be patient and, you know, have this slow rebuild. But again, it's not like the—I mean, the Knicks have not been good to the uh, contending aspect in in 40 years. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's got to be a, a level of urgency for this team to build around. And you can't just be in that dead man's area where he compared—Michael K compared it to those Reggie Miller Pacers where you're getting, like, those mid-tier seeds in, like, you know, the 15th, uh, 20th pick in every single draft— and you're in no man's land because you're not getting a lottery pick, but you're also not competing for a championship, and you're stuck in the middle. And the Knicks cannot find themselves in that spot because that's where they are right now. Well, that's, ex- that's exactly where they are. But if they add a guy like Lillard into that mix, and we always talk about this, it's not just adding Lillard. You are attracting other guys to New York if you are getting Lillard on this team. Lillard, Randall, and another piece. 
we've seen the the productivity of big threes. You build a good team of role players and veterans around them, and they're set. They're in contending right now. Well, before I we go build, on, but I just don't think R.J. Barrett is a guy that is going to just, you know, in the next five or six years. I mean, look again, he's twenty years old, but. Julius Randle only has a finite prime so, and a guy like Damian Lillard. So, you know, you got to make sacrifices like that if you're going to get Lillard. And I think he's Lillard's prime right now is higher than R.J. Barrett will ever get in this season. There's so a problem I'll, with that, Cole. I'll, yeah, I was going to try and get it over Sherry. The thing I'll is, the Knicks aren't a Damian Lillard away from a championship. You brought up no, they could not get another star. Does, them, does Damian Lillard make them... So 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 much more of an more of an attractive destination than they already are. I mean, yes. sure, it, it helps a Absolutely. bit. Absolutely, I don't think it me? takes them to the next. There's a league wide respect for Damian Lillard. There's some Did players. You not watch the game of the night. I just I don't think points he carries. The team I'm aware, on his but I just I don't think the Knicks will will be a championship contender with Julius Randle and. Jamie, look, I'm not. A I agree with Jerry. Because here's the thing: they're a much better spot. They'll so. be a much better spot. Here's the thing: if but you bring Damian Lillard to New York, what's, what's either way? It's still yeah, a what, what, besides the team. market and the arena and the fans. What's the difference right now between Damian Lillard heading to this New York with Julius Randle and what he's doing in Portland right now? Next to CJ, a couple of decent bigs. They're in the same situation you bring him to New York. So, yes, the Knicks would have to continue to build. And, yes, it's a, it's a yellow. That's the hope. There's a couple free agents. We'll see what happens. But right now, you don't. if you trade for Dame, the expectation isn't stardom immediately. There might be a year where, yeah, you're a four or five seed again. And then, hopefully, you land a free agent. And to be honest, I don't know who's even free agents in the next couple classes. And you see these stars that have been drafted recently, like Doncic and Trey and guys like Morant. They're not leaving their teams. Maybe a guy like Morant I could see leaving the Grizzlies in the future. But those guys seem pretty committed to their cities that they're in. And they're in the perfect spots. They can't leave for at least. Yeah, they'll be restricted. uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know any stars that are going to be free agents soon. Butler this class is old. year was supposed to be a lot of guys, but a lot of guys. No, they're going to opt in. Yeah, especially yeah. in COVID, so players are going to opt in. This and that. The Knicks are going to take a year or two, even if they decide to trade for Dame. That it's it's still a little bit of a process, and I do think they're under it. great management with Leon Rose and Wes. Right? They're they're worldwide. Wes and Leon Rose are perfect for this job. Getting Dame, I just don't see right now what could happen after. Getting Dame. What's I the think next you guys step? Are crazy. You don't if give you have the, no, I, I, I would have the opportunity to get a top five player. It's in not the making NBA you a champion. I'm not saying I don't want to trade. You go though. out and get him. You go out and get him. No, no I'm not saying to. I don't want to trade for him. I just I, they trade for him, great, but I don't see what what what's the next step after that. Yes, I you want agree. to attract the next step. Is that getting Damian Lillard? Up, you only make that move if it will put you in championship contention. And look what you happened. Give the, the Clippers will because you are get to get Damian Lillard. You are almost guaranteeing yourself another star. In and my opinion, I would have said that two years ago. True. And no, I would I would have said that two guy, years ago. He was literally like teammate of the year yesterday. These, the people love yeah, this but, guy. Well, that's that's Dame coming to New York with Jewish man. But I'm talking about. And for example, two years ago, you told me Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to the the Clippers to play together, and the team they put around them. I'm telling you right now, they're going to the finals. That's a great team. Oh, my God. That defense on that team with Pat Bev, they're so they tenacious. This that, they've man, fallen apart. It doesn't phenomenal. work. If you don't put the right pieces together, it won't work. And we saw in this short period of time with the Clippers, it didn't work. And now the players, Kawhi can opt out. Paul George, I think he just signed an extension. I'm not sure. But 
they can very well just blow apart. And like I see Sammy's point saying with the picks here, if you end up doing all this and the picks go and you end up in a rebuilding state, maybe 2026 or something like that, 2027, you have no picks, you have no more star because it just failed, and you're in a screwed-up situation for the next who knows how many years that Brooklyn was almost in and they didn't end up where they are right now. But that's, no, then no, there's the, no, that's Sammy's no, side of the argument. No, that's Sammy's side of the argument. Compare that. That's Sammy's no. side of the argument, right? And then I see your side of the argument where it's like, get the star and just go for it because why not? New He's York needs basketball back. That's how you end star. up with no future, you're going to be the golden chance to get him in his prime. He's, I actually— His contract won't be up in that To get off Dave for a second, I heard something earlier. Pieces. Yeah, he Absolutely. does. I heard he's something going else. To attract it. Sammy, listen, hold on. Look at what, past what's your history. Sammy? What's your Sammy? What's your Knicks plan if they don't go out and trade for a star right now? Uh, I guess you try the, to the, sign the, uh, the ideal. You try the ideal to sign si- one of the top tier guys or okay. a very good guy, but don't overpay. I'm it's on. Keep I'm your, on. Keep your cap space flexible. I'm on the trade for Dame bandwagon right now. Right, I'm on it. But I see Sammy's point where down the road it's like, okay, things get shaky. But if Damian Lillard's available, Screw pull the trigger. The go pull the trigger. It depends what the package is. It's all about what you give up. You look at the past history. It, just in recently, when uh, Restbrook was traded to the Rockets, look at all those picks the Rockets gave. You don't give up all those picks unless you're going in the championship contention. Look at but the don't recent you think, Sammy. Deal. The Knicks were elevated even more into championship contention. But Sammy, check LeBron, this out. LeBron, when the Lakers got AD from the Pelicans, they gave up, I think, uh, three and two swaps. And obviously... But Lonzo all those teams, Sammy, Ingram, none of those teams had cap. be elevated in the championship yeah. contention. Damian Lillard isn't going to mix a championship contender. But Sammy, all those teams out. like the Rockets... The Rockets trading for Westbrook, they didn't have any cap space. Their financial situation was terrible. You know, AD going to the Lakers, their financial situation was, eh, they had to let go of half That's their championship state, team no, from they, last had, year. they had room for two max slots. Okay, never mind that. But what I'm saying is with the Knicks, let's say you do trade for Dame this summer, right? And let's say Kawhi Leonard opts out of the Clippers because that whole fiasco out there. Kawhi oh my goodness, you just traded for Damian Lillard and Kawhi's on the market, and you have more of an appeal just besides the big market. You have a star. You have a budding young team. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, Cole's talking about Julius Randle being that you know decent second option, that's good third option. Elite all of a sudden, Julius option. is your third option. You have Damian and Kawhi running together. In Kawhi the Eastern Conference, man. The in the Eastern Conference, guy. like you just said. Like, I was going to bring it up earlier before we moved on from the Hawks. Like, the Eastern Conference is so up in the air besides maybe Brooklyn. I could see Atlanta the taking down the 76ers. The Bucks are a very, good team, and they lock the Giannis in. Six, the Bucks, Sixers, and it's going to be a great Eastern Conference battle. The, the Sixers, I think, it's the East Sixers, 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 Nets, Bucks. Bucks. Okay. And then the Hawks, yeah. But it, look, the East is open. The East is open. It's, it's, a, it's a fun place to be in. Like, yeah, imagine bringing Kawhi and Dane to New York in that wild— Kawhi would never come to the Knicks. He's not a New York guy. He's not I a agree. Actually, I actually agree with Sammy on that one. I just don't think I, he'd actually, like, gel with the I city. just legit don't know. Like, if there's a free agent they try to pursue, if they do land Dame, right? Who's a free agent in this class? I legitimately do not Lonzo know. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> oh, get out of here. But, yeah, um, I, I don't know any stars in this class. So maybe it would listen, be. Listen, the Knicks have two options, guys. They're either going to go out and be aggressive for a star, and I trust them to do that, and that will help them attract another star down the road potentially, whether, regardless or not that, that he's a New York guy. That's option A. And then option B is just to go through this slow rebuild. But eventually they're going to have to pull the trigger and make a big splash. Every single one of these championship teams 
did so, and it's ultra competitive right now, and you're going to go out and make some moves sometimes. If so, Cole, here's the thing. If they don't make a move, right, if they don't make a move this offseason, I, I'm, they don't need to. No, no, I'm just saying, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe because we, we were spoiled this year as Knicks fans. Could they, they might regress next year, right? Like, is, it, is that fair to expect the that they're going to regress from what they did this year? Maybe Possibly, a little bit. I don't know. It, it, I think it's like, but I think they're gonna. I still think it's not gonna be the same exact team as this year. Oh no, it won't. It won't. And, out and, and people and then they'll they will find ways to improve. They're not gonna, just gonna sit there with their legs on. I the just don't want to get my expectations up too much. The entire summer, mm-hmm. no, you have to expect them to improve a little bit Sammy, in terms on. of their team. What but, do you think about a Tamar DeRozan to the Knicks? A free no, agent? no, that, it's, that's that's a waste. Here's the thing. That's not his so, type of market so either. That's so not his type of market. Here's the difference, Sammy. Here's the difference. Probably, there's a difference yeah. between there's a difference in going out and making moves for the sake of making moves, and then going out and making moves that are worthwhile. Going out and signing players because you feel obligated to, which the which Knicks didn't do. Well, last the summer. best they free agent the Knicks, besides Kawhi Knicks is CP3. Like, Sammy, you know well best in like 2014, the San Diego Padres signed a bunch of free agents just because they were out there. And what the heck happened in San Diego? That exactly. was terrible. That was a dumpster fire. The, just well, the, they ended spend, up spending because all you those had moves into their current roster. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, you're the Sammy, you're the AJ money Pro guy is here. A genius. <laughs> Sammy, you're the money guy here. Yes, Spending yes, just yes, to guy. spend is not worth it in the end. Obviously, I completely agree with that, but uh, the Knicks, you keep saying what's their course of action, and I just I don't think Damian Lillard if you have is that course of action Damian at this Lillard current moment. In his prime on your team, you take I'm that. I think I also would be a very good fit, actually. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I heard this. I saw this on Twitter earlier, and I wanted to bring it up earlier, right? And just give me a yes or no response real quick. Do you think Chris Paul will leave the Suns this offseason? Say yes or no. Nothing else. Here, I think Chris. Yes Paul, or no? Yes I, or no? Say yes no, or no? No, no, no. Chris, no I, I need to go on with this. That's why. Yes Chris, or no? Response. Chris Paul needs to sign a multi-year extension. Okay, with Phoenix, you think he'll stay in Phoenix? I said, do you think he'll stay in Phoenix? Yes or no? They should. They should offer him. Okay, one. they will offer him. I think, but I'm saying, do you think he will? Because then I heard something. Right? I read a something like just throwing ideas around. I heard something too today. Okay, why don't the Knicks go after Chris Paul and trade for CJ McCollum? I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's an interesting little idea you got there because obviously McCollum is going to cost less than Dame, and then you use some of that cap space to sign CP3, who is aging like fine wine. CP3 is going to $100 million because he has a player option for 40 for this year. And he's going to be 40 years old at the end of that contract. I just don't think it's worth it. I just don't think it's worth it either, but I do think like he still showed too many signs of slowing down, but as we saw with LeBron last night, these guys are coming to the end of their careers, and Three we don't know when it'll hit us. Let's let's not want to want to move want to move into that. Yeah, yes, we'll talk sure. about the Lakers. Well, we all know what happened last night. We saw AD clearly was not ready to go. Kyle Kuzma belongs in the CBL in China. In China, um, I, Cole, I sharks. I showed it to Cole earlier, Sammy. I'm not sure if you saw it or not. That one comic from Slam from 2018. Where it was Kyle Kuzma being compared to Kobe and LeBron, and it, the caption said, "On his path to greatness." And I'm like, oh, "There's I no way that. that is a real graphic from three years ago when not only was he decent as an NBA player, but it was his like first or second season in the league." In his first season, he was actually very good. To be fair, but he was because the spotlight down. went on. The spotlight went on him when everyone was like focused on Lonzo trying to be a star. 
Kuzma yes, was actually the guy that got the lucky greatest, break. So. He got the lucky break well, from me. obviously you know? chose wrong. Should have kept Ingram. They did. Kuzma. Well, I personally don't think Ingram and Randall and Clarkson, all those guys wouldn't have developed if they stayed in L.A. with Bron to the That's guys they are now. true. Definitely. And but someone else, Brandon I think. Ingram, they would have gotten embedded. And Brandon Ingram would have. I, I agree. I think he's a great player. He he's like play a solid ball, number two. Long ball. He could play some point guard if you really need him to. Shooting guard, small forward, and power but once again, forward. his development in New Orleans has been phenomenal. So. Sammy, I want yes. to touch on a point you made about – I heard you say quickly that LeBron's not finished. I completely agree, and I am – as a LeBron fan myself, I'm the least bit stressed about what happened this series. He was injured. You, they, they he had, was born. They had a, I was going to bring they up had something a, They had a wacky season. LeBron was hurt for most of the year. It put mm-hmm. them in a crappy uh, seed. They played a very good Suns team, and they got outclassed because Anthony Davis was hurt for most of the series. LeBron, whether he wants to admit it or not, and I just don't think he is going to admit it, is not 100% right now. Definitely isn't. And, and, and I heard yes. a report today he's playing 85%. And the rest of the Lakers didn't play well, and you can't blame that on LeBron. You know, it just it just seemed like the perfect storm of everything going wrong, and I have no problem with the fact that they lost. You know, he, I mean, he's made the finals every single year for like a decade. You know, he loses one. But here's the, the bigger question. Do you think he's slowing down? Do you think next year he's finally hit the peak of that roller coaster I, and he's heading down a bit? Sammy, before you go, I just want to say... I, I do not, and one more thing I want to yeah, bring on, up how Mahir said earlier, uh, it took, if, if after a team should develop chemistry for months, I don't think this Lakers team really has phenomenal chemistry. And also they didn't. Remember, they didn't. The turnaround time from last season to this season was very, very short for the mm-hmm. Heat and the Lakers, and I think that really played a huge factor. That's a LeBron, great point, Sammy. I think that definitely caused them some fatigue, and... And same thing with AD and maybe all the Lakers players. And also, like Sammy, you saw you saw it in Miami. Jimmy Butler was just worn yeah, you out. You have season. time to let your body rest. Yeah, and LeBron, he does all this like technology stuff to take care of his body. I mean, maybe he just he couldn't have the recovery. I think LeBron will be more than ready for next season, right? And I also the chemistry thing was huge for me. Great. That team they had last year worked well together. We saw in the bubble. If you saw like all the behind-the-scenes content and stuff, they were just a good group of guys that enjoy playing together. You lose JaVale McGee, you lose Danny Green, JaVale you lose, lose J.R. Smith, bubble legend J.R. Smith. You lose Deion Waiters, bubble legend for the for the, for the Lakers. But you bring in guys like last season, they were very good. So they were, of course. And then I they brought in guys like Marcus Saul. They brought in Dennis Schroeder. I was like, okay. Yeah, Ma- I thought they I thought Morris as well. They brought him. I thought a, I thought that they got better. Floor. I thought they got better, but it just didn't. It, you're right. The turnaround and the wacky season, like Cole said, everything is such a short period of time. They didn't seem to sink, and then obviously LeBron goes down the middle of the season. And personally, you said AD was hurt in the series. AD was hurt the entire season, whether he's playing or not. The dude is made of glass, right? He's we all know that. Prone. He's Always. very injury prone. One day he'll play, he'll hurt his calf, Achilles, he'll be out like, you know, a week or two. Then he comes back, and because, and I was hearing because with his groin injury that his groin injury is caused from, like, his other body parts, other muscles being worn that his groin just gave out, right? So he has so many Makes other sense. issues besides the groin going on right now that it was just, it was, it was, it was, he was going to wear out. It, was, it wasn't going to work out Listen, this year. I'm not the short gonna... turnaround, like Sammy said, it costed them. And same with the Heat, if we're being honest. Bam Adebayo didn't look the same. Dragic didn't look the same, even though he was injured in the bubble. I never Jimmy Butler, Bam. of course. Tyler Hero, I, I, I'm not he sure. Just I don't sucks now. I'm indifferent <laughs> on Bam, but Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero he, the party life has got the best of them. The party life. Hey, 
well, yeah, I'll, yeah, he's he's a Miami boy. And then Duncan Robinson, you regressed a little bit too. It's so like all that over exaggeration and hype a little bit. It just they, all wore they out. Over they the Heat last year played over their they overachieved. level of yeah, yeah. They played like TJ Warren. They in the played bubble. better than they are, and this year they played probably a little worse than they are, and we saw it. And back to the Lakers, you know, they just Devin Booker. I'm so excited for him. I'm so happy That's for him. Saying, man. It, it, he deserved this. They are legit. Their, their young core is really nice. Michael Bridges, DeAndre, and Cam Johnson, and D Book, of course. Like, dude, here's Paul. Of course, he's banged up a little bit. See D Book come out in the first half with thirty plus at half. He hit six threes in the first quarter. Like. He was built for this. Yeah, sure, the Lakers are banged up, this and that. He was built for this moment. He was ready for it. He attacked, and he, he was, was not ready last year in the down. bubble, too. He was ready in the bubble, 9-0. This is his This is his battle. We love players like him. That's what makes Dame Lillard so special, like we talk about. It's players like him that have that clutch gene, that have that leadership mentality at a young age, especially with Devin Booker, with Chris Paul not being on the court majority of the game. And also, back to Chris Paul, you see later in the game, he comes back in after getting some rest, and it's shutdown mode. Yeah, there's a little run for the Lakers to come back, but that veteran presence, and I believe, who was broadcasting the game last night? Kevin Harlan and who else? Do you remember? Kevin Harlan. Uh, no. Someone, it might have been uh, Reggie. I'm not sure. But whoever it was, they said they brought up a great point about Chris Paul, about how whenever he's on the court and things might be seeming you know, a little wild for the Suns as they're such a young team, there's just such a calming presence about Chris Paul. Such they're a calming presence. They're not that young. I mean, they're they're still young, but they're... They're getting, they're starting to mature, and oh yeah, I don't know DeAndre Ayton especially. But I'm saying, after seeing the game and seeing what the Suns did to the Lakers, I'm picking the Suns to win it all over the Sixers. Whoa! Should we segue into our, uh, finals predictions? Yes. Just the rest yes. of the playoffs. All right. Yes. I think this Let's is Sammy. Sa- Sammy, keep explaining. Sammy, Sammy, we give have your, five minutes give, left. Let's give hear. Your, for the next. One to two minutes. Give your all right. I believed in the Sixers all year preseason. I had Lakers Sixers as my pick, yes, so I know Joel Embiid. You know we can't really stay healthy. But yeah, I that's think what I was ben about to Simmons, say. It's got to stay healthy. And I just think the, I just think the Sixers have a pretty good supporting cast. Also, dude, Tobias and Harris. He's, he's taking that next step this year. year. He's taking under yes, he's, Doc Rivers. He's taking he's that step. I, I agree. Was I a like few it. Years ago, I like yes. that take. He's had a great and season. And I think the Suns, I mean, CP3, he he brings something different besides just his play on the court. You know, he's he would be a great coach, and uh, he's just, I think, a great addition to the Suns this year. And I think they're going to win it all. Devin Booker, we all know his abilities. DeAndre Ayton, always big, a huge fan of his. And he's played great against like the Lakers. He's, I, he's definitely improved his defensive ability since he's mm-hmm. came into the NBA, and he was Built like a man from when he came in, so I think Definitely. they're just. I I think this is CP3's year. Cole, what do you got? Finals prediction. Sam, I, I happen to really like that. I do. I, I really like I it just, too. The reasoning behind this it was, was not one of my delusional picks. No, <laughs> it, it it really did make sense. I mean, I, I, I like I like the direction this Suns team is heading in, and same as the Sixers, it just seems that they have that rapport, but. I'm just hoping that Joel Embiid is on the right track for for the sake of this Sixers team. You know, he's day-to-day right now. It looks like he's it having some lingering injuries. Him. And another interesting thing that I've been hearing a lot about is, look, I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan. I love him. I And as a guy who can't shoot myself in basketball and 
prides my game on getting into the hoop and, and sometimes distributing once in a while and then rebounding and being big <laughs> and, and just not shooting at all, just shooting layups. Like, I, I have so much respect for him. But as an NBA player like that, as a superstar, he is such a liability in the playoffs when it comes to free throw shooting. Oh, yeah, what was day, he, like 2 for 14 he was, in the series? He was shooting 25% from the line. Oh. That is... That's not Horrific. bad. That's not bad. That is that is just. I, I think I could shoot atrocious. better than. It's unfathomable for an NBA law. star. In the I mean, that's like me and SBL. Yes, you know? cool. exactly. Like, I, yeah, I shoot my free throws, and I, they play hack a shack against me when I'm in in, in high school. Hack a I can't imagine what they're doing. The Ben Simmons in the NBA. Well, cool. Cool, 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 cool. They're fouling him seventy five feet away from the hoop. I mean, it's terrible. So, are you agreeing with Sammy's final prediction? That's I didn't think, answer yet. I think the Nets are going to make the finals. That's why I have. I think it's going to be Nets and. Uh, I mean, look, but look, I mean, even the Bu- the Bucks are playing some fantastic basketball as well. The loss of DiVincenzo is going to hurt them in the long I run. I agree. Though. I think that's going to going to hurt them. The it's depth. just a battle of the the healthy. I think the Nets are just. They're just the perfect team to root against right now, but it's like yeah. Michael then Jordan again, they kind of they kind of did the Kawhi Leonard thing where they load. Do they have a hard they have and a parade and, in, in Brooklyn if they win? I mean, who's gonna show up? That's what I'm saying. Like, is it like, like <laughs> is it like a birthday party? Like, yeah. they just like rent out like a Chuck E. Cheese Sammy? in Brooklyn and they Sammy? just go. We got two minutes. I got one more quick thing, not related to Brooklyn, on the topic oh. of the Clippers. I mean. Clearly, Ugh. them, you know, tanking it at the end of the season doesn't look very good. If the Mavericks win again against them for the second straight year, Kawhi, you know, we never know what's going to happen with him. So, I th- Mihir's right, though. PG did resign. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. And uh, clearly, Doc Rivers wasn't a problem. So, I'll keep my take right now. Real quick on the finals. I have the right now the Suns and the Nets. The Nets are just the Nets. Like, there's no... Unless they fall apart. There's no stopping that trio compared to a duo like PG and Kawhi. It's a trio of them. The three-headed monster. You can't stop in the paint. Okay, that's fair. But you have a guy like Nicholas Claxton who's great at defending. We'll see what happens. But the Nets have so many weapons. It'll be a great series if it's Nets Sixers in the Eastern Conference Final. It'll be a great series. Don't get me wrong. But I just have the Nets. And then also in the West, I would love to see CP3 get a ring. That'd be awesome. But do I think it'll happen this year? Probably not. Sammy, should I buy some stock in uh, the Suns? I mean, maybe. My it's cold stock did great. Cool. I'm they be went, honest went with you. Oh, it wait. Like a um, scheme. Right to end off the show. End off the show. Do predictions real quick because I know the Mavericks and the Clippers are playing. Do the Mavericks. Give me Luka. You got, you got the Mavericks Agreed. taking it home Give me Luka. I agree. You ready? Mavericks taking it home, baby. Clippers are falling apart. Christoph Poverty franchise. The goat. I would like to end off with he's that. So oh, <laughs> he's so bad. He's so bad. He's awful. He's like he has like the five like a game. He's, he's for seven, how much they got. He's seven three and he's, he's averaging so like bad. four and a half rebounds a game. It's embarrassing. He's so bad. I wonder how boys, I would be if I was seven three. Sure, you'd be an animal, like SBL, like Hall of Famer. Thank what you. What are the tallest SBL player of all time? Is could we get like a fact check on that? Wow, that's actually a good question. Sammy, do you, who's the tallest kid in your grade? Let me Sammy? give it some thought. All right, well, we got to make it quick. This last thing, show's over. Uh, I won't figure it out by the next Who's the Who's the tallest seconds. kid in school right now? Bobo. In school. I don't know, bro. That's something we can't figure out. But that's it for the show today. Thank you for tuning in to Agree to Disagree. I'm your host, Mihir Ved. Along with me today, Sammy Sherry and Cole Nevins. It's a pleasure, a good boys. one. Take care, my friend. WKWZ. Psyosset.